יש עניין שהתהפך, הכל לתודה. מצווה גדולה להיות מסירת תמיד. מצווה גדולה להיות מסירת תמיד. אם אתה מאמין שיכולים לקלקל, תשמע את הדיס, תפסיק להתבגר. אתה מאמין שיכולים לקלקל, תגיד תודה והכל יתעדכן. איזה טוב השם, איזה טוב השם, איזה טוב, איזה טוב, איזה טוב השם. כמה טוב השם, כמה טוב השם, כמה טוב, כמה טוב, כמה טוב השם. תודה רבה לך, השם יתברך, על האמונה שאתה נותן לנו. תודה רבה לך, השם יתברך, על האמונה שאתה נותן לנו. איזה טוב השם, איזה טוב השם, כמה טוב, כמה טוב, כמה טוב השם. איזה טוב השם, איזה טוב השם, כמה טוב, כמה טוב, כמה טוב השם. תודה רבה לך, השם יתברך, על כל תודה שאני זוכה לומר לך. תודה רבה לך, השם יתברך, על כל תודה שאני זוכה לומר לך. ‫תודה. צהריים טובים, good afternoon to our dear listeners. Uh, no, it seems like the sun is out, beautiful, gorgeous day outside, and I know that right now, and the J-Root Radio, jrootradio.com, 712-432-4217, 712-432-4217, or 718-506-9099, 718-506-9099, to uh, J-Root Radio Pro in the apps, and uh, all the other tchotchkes, as we are saying, you know. So right now, first of all, we start the show, Lilu Nishmat, לנשמת מנחם פלדמן, לנשמת יוסי פיאמנטה, לנשמת נשמת ססון פמילי בויזנגל, אילנה בת גילה, דוד בן גילה, רבקה בת גילה, ישוע בן גילה, משה בן גילה, שרה בת גילה, אין יעקב בן גילה, אין לולי שמת. אוטו? לא. 
נוימן, נוימן. אוקיי, לכל אותם שוכני העפר שלא אומרים עליהם קדיש, כל שוכני העפר בבני ישראל, תהי נשמתם צורה בצורה חיים. רפואה שלמה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף לכל חולי עמו ישראל. And I lost you the paper, but I know that it's Shmuel Ichia. Ben, I don't know if somebody texts me and the name of the mother. And we have also here David Yitzhak Ben Tzipor, Esther, Refua Shlema. And Yachad in Kol Cholei Amor Yisrael, Be'ezrat Hashem, Nitpaser Besor Tovot. All the people that need the Refuat HaNefesh of the Guf, Be'ezrat Hashem, Asun, Refua Shlema. I said, Mazal Tov to all the people that are celebrating Bar Mitzvot, Britot, מזל טוב to call Yaakov, to the new synagogue, you know, in McDonald Avenue and Avenue O, הכנסת ספר תורה, now. So if somebody wants to go enjoy the celebration, as a gorgeous, is the wedding hall, and also the smachot hall, and also the bet kineset, so they're putting now ספר תורה over there, so you can enjoy over there and go. But after, after my show, no, no, I'm just joking, you can go now, you can go now, and uh, as you know, Chayat Catering, the, the, the best food in town. So enjoy over there, everything together. So I know that uh, we, again, our, our art, our ears is all over, you know, with this kind of uh, uh, technology and uh, things that we, uh, we have all the approach of everything, you know, we're looking at what happened in Europe, what happened in Israel, what happened in America, where is it, what we're doing. The, the, so it's very, it's very uh, easy to fall and to see the, to be an anxiety, what will be, what will be, and uh, things that really have to, to, to take it in the right proportion as the Jewish people. Because we had so many troubles and so many uh, things in our history I know in the short long history 3400 years of history of teaching us to be a better and better and better people and this is what uh, what we are what we have to do all the time that uh, today and Rabbi Becher mentioned it before about unfortunately unfortunately Some of us don't understand and don't see what is all about to be a Jewish. I think the be uh, we are belong to the world we are, yes it's, it's not contradict the main problem that we we don't know we basically we we don't know what is to be a Jewish people and I'm telling you the very bother me the question like this. That, uh, as I mentioned it before, about the, that you see a black and white picture and the, the, the other side, see, it's, it's the opposite. The white is black and the black is white. And you see, ask yourself how, how it's possible. What is, what, is the, what is the explanation of the... Rabbi Becher gave us some explanation about uh, the, 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 the root of uh, the other people. And I, I'm, I'm looking about... Thinks so because I'm I'm learning for myself I would say, learning for myself because I this is the things that give me the option 
to observe and to look around around us and go deep to 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 other side i know that uh, when when i i was i was in another places you know before being a, a, a summer from hopefully i'm from jewish that i i've been in uh, in other places like uh guru maharaji and uh, christianity and all this even lived in a, in a muslim village for quite a few months and something that didn't work you know with all the respect um, and i really i love i love the people that i was with i i i really appreciate you know that they they some of kindness and all this stuff but it wasn't the the things that it's real you know it wasn't wasn't the the this things even you do and you do a sitting and doing some kind of meditation with with a uh, with a with a guru and all this stuff and you speak you, you feel very very highly spiritual somehow and but this is what you look around and it's not this it's not it's not the the the, the real you know and you're going from place to place and the people that are really truth seeker the seeker you know i don't i'm not talking about people that living like the animals and just going and do what they're doing right now what is bother them is basically to look black friday what kind of deals they could me uh, they could win and when they're sitting over there two days on the on the on the on the um parking uh, parking place just to get to the to the gate and winning the getting a few dollars you know items are unbelievable wow this is so spiritual so amazing i think this is really uh, something that it doesn't it doesn't sing to me you know it's we we become so materialistic and we want it you know we want we want to get it and we want to get it the best and the cheapest and all this stuff I I'm no I'm I'm not I'm looking about stuff and this is really something that uh it's amazing it's amazing where are we go where are we going where are we going and uh, because I would say the people themselves or we we the people don't understand they don't understand this and when we when if we and when 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 and if it's coming to us and we see the big difference we see the big difference as as a perspective as as look a vision on 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 the world we see the the, the power of our creator the power, the power of what is all about to be unique to be a jewish person and you don't have to be born a jewish person you can be a jewish person by accepting the kingdom of the creator upon ourselves and accepting all the laws that he gave us in his divine information book in the bible so called the bible not the new testament and not the quran because even if we if even if it was true these books who knows which one is it which version if it's alawin if it's sunni if the if the shia or if it's catholics if it or, uh, uh, if it's a catholic if the uh, you know protestant or mormon which really new testament are we follow but we know that one book 
basically five divided to five books. It's called the Old Testament, you know, or the, the Torah. Nobody changed it. And still, the, the only sing, the single nation that holding and running after this is, is something that, uh, <clears throat> that we, we have the privilege to hold it and run after this since we got it 3,400 years ago, and when, when we're talking about when Avraham Avinu, and this was almost uh, uh, 4,500 years. So it's really a big privilege, and it's a huge, huge also uh, obligation to, to, uh, to be part of this. So this is something that if we are serious about what are we doing in this place, Oh, what are you doing in the blue marble? Go, if you are like this, go and start searching. Start searching, you know, but don't give yourself excuses. It's difficult. It's why this, what is. Don't give yourself excuses. The, the honest thing is just go and search. Go and search because I, that's what I'm telling. I tell myself and I, I told myself when i starting, you know, and trying to understand what it's all about. Because the the easy solution is, you know, you go and now sitting in a park and doing Zen, zen Tai Chi Do, and you feel very, very charged and will be very, very uh, uh, fulfilling, you know, with a kind of energy. But uh, this is the only thing. This is what are we expecting? I'm telling you, yesterday, first of all, I would love to get your response and if you can text us or, or, or call us. So to text at 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. This is Nisim uh, in the show, Albat uh, Aminim, the fourth kind, the show that really promote love and peace. And Avat Israel, this is something that we have to bring it together. That's uh, remind me that I want to talk about big issue, what happened in Israel, uh, not, not as a... As a uh, as what what you're thinking about disturbing, I talk about other issues. Anyway, so you know, I'm jumping from place. <laughs> so you know, I, I tell you, I'm I'm diving yesterday uh, morning in Shacharit, and I had some kind of pimple in my you know in my face, and I start you know touching it, and. Then I remember some halacha that you cannot squeeze, you know, do this, you know. And I said to myself, wow, this is something very, very strong, you know, that to see what is it to be a Jewish person. What does it mean? What does it mean, you know? And I said, this is a self-control. Even now something scratch you. <coughs> On, on your beard or any of this and you don't and you're not allowed to 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 you do not allowed to scratch it because you may be you're going to pop up some kind of wound and it sounds like very very crazy you know people or you you want you want to you have a running nose and you want to take a tissue with you and you cannot carry it something that with a small tissue small tissue what I did this is the power of our religious, the self-control. You can be starved, 
you can be all day you didn't eat and then you come to the, to the smelly beautiful smell of you know hot dogs and all this kind of meat and all of this and but you look over out and the store and it's you see it's non kosher for non kosher are we going to eat it no this is what is holding our people the self control and not because we uh, caring about our health and not because we are taking care about the beauty on the world people do because our creator kadosh baro told us not to eat it not to do this this is the only reason and it's something beautiful you know it's you know i was in the middle of of that fila of the praying uh, and i was really happy to 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 get this idea you know that we come into this really self control this is really self control you know the goim as as seven seven things very very simple to sell that very logical you know even even uh, uh, not to kill not this but not to steal but we're talking about year 613 that we uh, basically has to be control our brain and body every morning every minute you know again uh and now i i will go about something that's really bothered me and i know that uh, when i spoke about it with uh, rabbi yosi mizrahi was uh, in the show shmuz with yosi and i i want to touch it a little bit more you know unfortunately last week in, the, in it's not in the last week you know in the last years you know when we have this kind of bloggers and internet interaction and all this stuff and people start you know bad mouth and uh, you know they talking about really pure shonara about other people what are we doing with this what are we doing with this and where is leading us and i see direct connection direct connection to the stabbers and the physical stabbers in Israel and what happened and to to the emotional and spiritual stabbing between upon us ourselves if this is come from the lefties come from the righties and if they come from from, from certain people that religious so- society supposed to be so religious doing it I know that uh maybe it's blurry for many people after the show with Yossi with Rabbi Yossi uh, ask me what what is all about so I, I wanted to mention with certain rabbi certain a person that he was very very famous popular person in Israeli personality somehow somehow it seems like he lost it he lost it and every other per- a rabbi the dealing with kiruv or with a kind of ardut he become target of his bad mouth and of his is characteristic you know really murder murder the personality with with kind of violence you know i know that uh, for for example i because, why i'm doing why i'm talking about because first of all is a matter of person per, uh, person i cannot stand to this kind of uh evil talking because i know that that this things is so untrue so un, and it's really you can go you know for example for abayosimizahi 
the person claimed that he's he is promote mixed dancing and is a is he has a 20 apartments and he has all this and why why this i just really i i don't know if it's 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 definitely done from the Kadosh Baruch Hu doing that, uh, waking up us. But we have to understand, in the minute we have the obligation to keep our mouth clean, and even, I know, trust me, I have a big a stomach full of things that I have. I want to, to shout on the air that it's it's not it's not nice, and it's not things that are done in our in our communities in our schools to have to understand the balance and the right things to do it and we have to follow our chachamim our rabbis to follow to ask them advice and even things that you know we had with things about uh, abuse and stuff like this we didn't went out and start you know just shmir and all this we did it in a very very gentle doing it because of from love not from jealousy and not from from a kavod a matter of kavod the person is really uh, uh, the, the, what happened in the last week was really uh, went over over the board by the uh, really a group of creatures and <laughs> you call them creatures that look like uh, a Jewish people attacked Rabbi, uh, another rabbi, really physical attack, because it was direct to the to uh, uh, is uh, talking about this rabbi, calling him names that in in the and I would say in the in the in the fish market you cannot find kind of these languages, and talk, I, I I really. That's why it was so painful. I said, you know, I'm not wonder. I'm not wonder what's up, what the situation in Israel. If the if these people talking like this and you know recording other people taking other, uh, you know, taking from contents, taking the, the and cooking another, you know, another another meaning for 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 the lecture. It's bemet, you know, what you say, nibu chaval alzman. It's something that we cannot st- stay silent about it. We have to say, and we are protest. We are, cannot accept this kind of behavior in our society, even even if the person look like a religious person. And uh, we we see. I'm telling you, the result is like the result. Unfortunately, the result is is, is disaster, tragedy in Israel. They stabbing us because we stabbing ourselves. From the other hand, I would say this that uh, I was really inspired, a big inspiration about to see the wedding of this the young couple that they lost the father a week ago in the terrorist attack, and they did it in in Share uh, Uma. One second, this is one of this in a, in, a, in a big big uh, concert hall. And thousands of thousands of people come to be celebrate with them the 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 simcha. It's really something that uh, uh, touching. Not only this, you see that uh, uh, people from all the from all the, the the places, from religious everything, uh, coming uh, non from 
coming, give them present. Somebody gave them, the, there were, you know, someone from Brooklyn gave them three years rent of apartment in, in Israel. It's something that's unbelievable. Some person give them, <coughs> somebody uh, give them also a, a, a car, present car. And I, I want to say that uh, it's, it's amazing to see that how, how, we, how we can be united after, after this, uh, after this tragedy. Baruch Hashem, you know, that they, they, you see, we can see our kids, what kind of determination, and they, they didn't grow up. This is, this is something that we are, have to, to appreciate, that our kids continue, and we will they will continue, and our grand-grandchildren will continue the same path as their parents, and our fathers, to come, <coughs> to come. So, I will really appreciate if you can give me a call and talk about whatever you want. If if it's if it's something that I can we can talk about it, it's great. So let's then put some music and I'll come back soon. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to all of us uh, and to all of you is there. And uh, we are again at twelve thirty. Sunday afternoon, and we have uh, a beautiful, beautiful uh, guest to the, to this afternoon, uh, Rabbi uh, Mordechai Becher. And Rabbi, uh, <coughs> good afternoon, Rabbi Becher. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be here. A pleasure to uh, to hear from you. It's beautiful. We enjoy your uh, shows every uh, Wednesday morning, and we are going to open the lines here today and to all our listeners to ask any question about uh, Yiddishkeit. So, and I would love to, to hear from you uh, a new a new Divrei Torah. Okay, sure. Um, let me first of all begin uh, with uh, with two things. A, um, uh, my good friend uh, Chaim Nehemiah Wolf, um, who produces uh, these cards, um, which are free of charge, and you can call into uh, J. Roots Radio and he'll send them to you. It's basically just have websites uh, and references. So if you meet a Jew who doesn't know much about Judaism and you want to um, introduce him to that, this is a very easy way to do it without um, you having to explain any philosophy or Kabbalah or proofs or archaeology or anything. Just hand him a card, let him look at some websites. That was the little, just a little plug there at the beginning. And the Dvar Torah. Um, so uh, it's interesting that um, uh, and, uh, just a, an idea that Avraham Avinu was called Avraham Ohavi, which means Avraham, my beloved. And the Hassam Sofer, Reb Moshe Sofer, in the introduction to his Chuvas, his responsor, he says that even though there were people before Avraham who were great spiritual giants, for example, Hanoch, and Hanoch was so great spiritually that it doesn't even say that he died. It says that Hanoch Eimenu, he was just no more. Kilakach Oisa Lakim Hashem took him meaning that he got to such a high level of spirituality that his body could not contain him, and he elevated to the world to come. And yet, Hanoch did not get the name Ohavi, my beloved, and Avraham did get the name of my beloved. Why is that so? 
So the Chazan Sofer says very, very simply, because Chanach achieved his, his great spiritual level by isolating himself from people. And by isolating himself from people, he was able to become almost an angel. And he says, the Chazan Sofer says that, you know what, God doesn't really want angels. He wants human beings. And he says he wanted someone like Abraham who didn't isolate himself from people, but actually reached out to people, communicated with people, interacted with people, and brought them close to Hashem. And it's because of that, that even though Abraham was apparently not on such a high spiritual level as Hanoch, because he died a regular death and Hanoch just disappeared, so to speak, nevertheless, Abraham was called the beloved of Hashem, Abraham Ohavi, and Hanoch was not, because Abraham did not isolate himself, and Hanoch did. So that's an amazing lesson from the Chassam Soifer, uh, and each person can, do, can, can draw from that their own conclusions. Are you still there? Yes, yes, uh, Rabbi, you're beautiful. Hey, you're a good listener because you were completely quiet. No, okay. we, we so, are um, listeners. And, are... and, you know, also uh, in this week's parasha, what's amazing is, and this is, you know, his, I'm, I'm a student of history, so historically when we are hated is not a surprise. That, that, that's unfortunately been common. And uh, when, when there's anti-Semitism from Christians or Muslims, unfortunately, that's uh, something which has been very normal throughout history. The fact that we live in an amazing, in democracies, Jews can live in democracies uh, in this day and age and be treated fairly and with justice, that's actually an exception, not the, not the rule. Uh, but what is really painful is when the anti-Semitism comes from our fellow Jews. When there are Jews who are joining the BDS movement, the uh, boycott, divestance, and uh, and sanction movement against Israel, which is clearly an anti-Semitic movement, when there are Jews who are have more sympathy for the Palestinians than for the Jewish victims, etc., that's really upsetting, and that's really, I think, because that comes from our brothers and sisters. And uh, so it's much more upsetting, and it's much, it, it, it deeply concerns me. But I think one of the main reasons for that is is ignorance, and uh, ignorance is easy to. I mean, it's easier to solve than other problems because ignorance just needs information. So if there are people out there, and you have information, and you're able to give that uh, to to a fellow Jew and share it with a fellow Jew, and hopefully correct some of the problems then uh, that's, uh, I think, an obligation for all of us to do. So anyway, that's a little, little divrei Torah, a plug, and a statement to start with. Uh, are, there any, are there any callers? Okay, uh, right now, first of all, Chaim, you're online, right? You want to add something? Uh, I am online, yes. Yes, I, I, I'm online. Yes, I wanted to just tell people that we're offering Barcham these beautiful cards. And, and to, or, to order them, they can they can they can they can text their address to seven one eight five zero one twenty one ten seven one eight five zero one twenty one ten. We'll be happy to send out a packet to anybody that requests one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just by the way, this this is not the um, uh, we're not the first people to do something like this. You know, there was a. Um, uh, there was a rabbi called Rav Moshe of Kutsi. Uh, Rav Moshe of Kutsi was a uh, lived in uh, originally in France, and uh, he. Um, so what happened was he was a very good speaker, and he travelled in France. This is, by the way, in about the twelfth um, uh, century. Um, so he travelled a lot in France and in Spain, and he found there are a lot of Jews 
who were not keeping various mitzvahs. For example, in, uh, there were Jews who were not putting on tefillin every day. There were people who were uh, a, a lax in kasras, etc. So he found that his speeches were actually very effective, and he was able to influence people. And he actually, in Spain, even established a, a Baltruva yeshiva, one of the, the earliest ever Baltruva yeshiva, I guess aside from Avram Avinu's uh, yeshiva, but the earliest Baltruva yeshiva, yeshiva for people who were getting closer to Judaism, who wanted to get more into Torah, and um, in Spain. As a result of his um, speeches and his travels, he decided that, that he should write things down, and he wrote a very famous book that you may have heard of called the uh, the acronym is the SMUG, uh, that does not refer to his attitude, but rather it's an acronym for Sefer Mitzvahs Godel, the great book of mitzvahs, in which he goes through all the mitzvahs of the Torah with explanations and uh, definitions and, and ideas uh, as part of his effort to reach out to his fellow Jews. So it's a fascinating, and the SMUG, of course, become, became one of the classics of uh, of our uh, of our tradition, one of the great Rishonim, uh, and uh, and and so. But again, it was it was really a result, actually, of his effort to to reach out to his fellow Jews who he felt were uh, were, were, were were ignorant and were not were not uh, understanding uh, Judaism. So uh, that's rubbish, an interesting rubbish. historical point, but don't think. That, that this is a new effort. This is actually something which is quite old, going back to Avram Avinu, going back to the to the Rishonim uh, as well. Rabbi, uh, I know that yeah. uh, uh, you are very historically correct, and you know all the, you know stuff like this. But I know that um, I have a question that uh, in general bothered me uh, a lot, and we spoke about it in the radio station quite a few. That. Uh, you know, you see, in, you see, and in, in the internet, you see in these uh, people, like for example, in the last uh, months, that you see this the guy running with a cleaver and stab another Jew, and everybody, uh, no, I would say everybody, not everybody, but uh, 99% of the people of the world, claiming that the attacker is the victim, and you know something wrong here. What kind of uh, things that happened to us in our in our head? That we see the black and the white and the white and black, and I figure I, I think that you know that we need we need the spark to light our eyes to see the truth. You know, we don't yeah, it's have a, it's sometimes. A, it's a very it's a it's a very very good point. Um, just for example, uh, the United Nations just this past week had six resolutions condemning Israel. This is at a time when literally thousands of people are being murdered every day. But uh, in Syria, in Iraq, uh, there are uh, there are regimes that torture and uh, execute people on a regular basis, like Iran and North Korea, etc. And and the condemnation was of Israel. And one of the one of the one of the resolutions was condemning Israel for for occupying the Golan Heights and asked that Israel should hand it over to Syria. Now you have to understand <laughs> Syria and the Syrian regime is murdering by the tens of thousands has murdered its own people. So they're asking a democratic country, Israel, to hand over a population to a fascist, brutal dictatorship like Syria. And it's it's if it would if it was not real it would it would be funny. Um, but so why are people doing this? How can people see these things? So I have a I have a theory, 
I can't prove the theory, but my theory is because you look at the people who are opposed to Israel out there in the world, it's a strange, strange partnership. You know, you have Muslims, um, number one. You also have uh, extreme left-wing um, people who, are, who might be atheists or agnostics. Uh, many of them are very, very opposed, not all, but many of them are very opposed to Israel. And then, in addition, you've got, for instance, certain Christians, not all Christians, because there are some Christians who are very great supporters of Israel, like Kufi, Christians United for Israel, but then you have others who are part of this boycott uh, movement. So, so how, what, are, what do they have in common? What are Muslims, radical Muslims, Christians, and left-wing atheists, what do they have in common that, that makes them all hate Israel? It's amazing. So I think the answer is, this is, again, I, I just put this as a theory. I can't prove it. Um, but um, uh, my theory is this, that what they, what they hear in the success of the state of Israel, it makes them very nervous because the state of Israel represents, it's a refutation and a proof against their own beliefs. Why? If you're a Muslim and you believe that the Jews are, uh, are not really the chosen people, it's really the, those who follow Muhammad, if you believe that the Torah was abrogated uh, by, the, uh, by the Quran and that the, the followers of the Quran are the true inheritors of Abraham, then, and, and that the Jews should really be dimi, meaning, um, meaning second-class citizens protected, but second-class citizens under Muslim rule, then, then Israel makes no sense. It's a contradiction to that, because here it's a successful country. Here are Jews who are millions of Jews in the land of Abraham, Yitzchak and Yaakov, speaking Hebrew. Uh, there are thousands learning Torah, uh, and, and the Jews are not subservient to the Muslims. It's a contradiction to their beliefs. From a Christian perspective, it's also a contradiction, because there were many Christian um, uh, scholars uh, like Augustine and Chrysostom who actually said that the reason the Jews are in exile and don't have the land of Israel is because they rejected Jesus. But of course, in 1948, we got Israel back without accepting Jesus, so that's a problem. So then they said, well, the Jews don't have Jerusalem. But in 1967, we got Yerushalayim back, and we still didn't accept Jesus. So they had a real problem with it. So therefore, the existence of the state of Israel, of Jews living in Israel, living in Yerushalayim, is a problem for many people in the church, because they see it as a contradiction to their views. And what about an atheist or an agnostic? So if you're an atheist or an agnostic, it's also a problem, because here you see something which is supernatural, something which is strange. The Jewish people, no other people have come back to their country after 2,000 years of exile. No language has been revived as a daily language after thousands of years of being dormant. Uh, you, you, the, no country in 65, 67 years of, of warfare has an economy which is, which is phenomenal, which has a science a scientific basis, which is one of the world's greatest, etc. And all of this is a contradiction. If you're an atheist, you have to wonder why this is happening. And so therefore, what they're hearing is really the footsteps of the Mashiach. So, so for us, we hear the footsteps of the Mashiach, we're pretty happy about it. And we are full of emunah and optimism. But if you are a, 
a Christian, not all Christians, but many. If you're a Muslim, not all Muslims, but many. And if you're an atheist, but not all, but many. If any of these people, when you hear the footsteps of the Mashiach, it makes you scared. The Gemara, and they don't know this consciously, but there's a Gemara that says sometimes, Ihu lo He doesn't see something, but his soul sees something. Sometimes a person, because their soul can perceive something, uh, I guess a psychologist might call it subconsciously, but their soul might perceive something even though they don't realize what they're perceiving. And I think that's what gives the opposition, and it makes them go crazy. They'll say things which are illogical, as you pointed out. They'll condemn Israel at the same time that their own brethren are being murdered. And, uh, and all of this is because it's because our existence and our success and our return is a contradiction to everything they believe in. And when you're faced with a contradiction like that, you've got to make it go away. You've got to, you've got to do everything you can. That's what they're doing. So I think that's, that's my explanation of your or answer to your question. Um, you can take it or leave it, folks. Um, <laughs> but I, that's, that's my understanding. Yeah. First of all, I want to remind our listeners that the uh, line's open. You can call and ask Rabbi Becher any question. And the line, you know, I don't have to remember, they repeat the number 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, or text us a question, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. I, I want to, ta- to say something, you know, a little bit, my, my different a little perspective about this issue, that... Uh, I found that that nothing happened in the world but only because of us. And I know that, uh, unfortunately, as you said in the beginning, you mentioned that we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Jewish people that basically uh, joined forces with our enemies. And not only this, also uh, sometimes, unfortunately, in between us, we are basically... Uh, Promote ourselves and not Ahavat Israel, Ahavat Chinam. And this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending us, uh, as just to waking us, uh, waking up. And we have to take on consideration that, as you say, that this is a time of Geulah, time of the Mashiach, Be'ezrat Hashem. Uh, so uh, we, we need this shake, shaking up to see, because everybody sees that it's not normal. It's really not normal. That people concentrate on, on the small, tiny details, and it can instead to go and see that Europe become uh, Europe, uh, Arab, Arab uh, continent, and uh, all around of us is like not normal. Well, there's certainly there's certainly truth to what you say, and um, and and uh, anything on the outside that's happening is a very often a reflection of things happening on the inside, whether it's something in the physical world is an indication of something going on in the spiritual world, whether it's things in the, in the greater world that indicate something going on in the, in the Jewish world, but, uh, but you are right. Um, so there's two components. You know, there's number one is how we have to look within ourselves and to, to correct ourselves and to improve, and as you said, in Ahabat Chinam, in love, uh, in, in love and reaching out. And, uh, and secondly, there's another component, which is how we understand what's going on in the, in the minds of these people and how for us, and as I believe, it's, it, should not only, it should not depress us, but it should actually give us hope. It, number one, as you said, it should give us a cause to, of introspection, but also, I think, should give us hope. And that hope 
in the sense of understanding that we are hearing the footsteps of the of the Mashiach, and and as you know, as many have said, um, uh, that's only going to happen through Avat Chinam, through love. That the temple was destroyed with Sinat Chinam. It's interesting. The Tanya, in a very famous piece in Perak Lamad Base, Perak thirty two of the Tanya, um, he says that even though, uh, based on the Gemara, it sounds like you're supposed to actually hate a deliberate evildoer, but he says you're supposed to love them at the same time. He says you're supposed to hate the evil that the person does, but you're supposed to love the spark of godliness within that person. And uh, within that Jew, love the spark of godliness, and uh, so uh, it's not a contradiction. And he actually quotes a Mishnah in Pirke Ovis, interesting Mishnah, very strangely phrased. It says, um, it says, um, uh, you should be a Talmidoi, having a Talmid of Shalaron, you should be a student of Aaron, or have Shalom, love peace, pursue peace, or have Esabrius, love people, or Makarvan la Torah, and bring them close to Torah. So the Tanya points out that it says, which means love, it doesn't really mean literally love people. If you translate it literally, what's a Bria? Creature. A creature. Love creatures and bring them close to Torah. That's a strange thing. I mean, obviously, when it says a creature, it means, it means a Jew. Because it's not referring, it, it, you're bringing them close to Torah. There's no obligation to bring a non-Jew close to Torah. And certainly, it would make no sense to be talking about a, a, an animal either, like a, like a, a you know, a, a non, not, a, not, not human. So it can't be referring to a non-Jew because it says bring them close to Torah. So it's referring to a Jew. And, uh, although there is, um, according to Rebut al-Hasid, one should certainly uh, rebuke a, a non-Jewish friend who's transgressing the seven Noahide laws, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe was very into bringing the non-Jews close to the Noahide laws, but that wouldn't be included in the Mishnah of Makarvan la Torah, bring them close to Torah. That's already an expression which apparently should apply to a Jew, and yet you're calling him a Bria. What's a Bria? It's a creature. So, that, so he says what it refers to is someone who has nothing positive to say about them other than the fact that they're creatures of God. Which, which means that, you know, you put on your shidduch resume, uh, the only <laughs> thing you put on there is created by Hashem. <laughs> so, you know, people will look at it and say, what, that's all you have to say? You'll say, well, what, you want more? You're beginning picky? So the answer is that, uh, yeah, look, if even a Jew who all you can say about him, the best you can say about him is he's created by Hashem, is nevertheless... Or have, or have, you have to love such a person and bring them close to Torah. That's the, that's how the Tanya puts it. And I would say that uh, it's, it's remind me the the Tomer Dvora about. <laughs> sure, <laughs> to sustain someone even when they're going against you, which is what Hashem does. Yeah, Hamor uh, Samchari yeah. talking about the, the donkey of your enemy and how can how can how can help him. And I tell you, when I was when I come back, you know, let's say that my press steps in. Uh, return to to Judaism hopefully I'm uh, trying to be every day and uh, the first difficult word uh, the sentence is the morning in Shacharit when we have in our Sidurim and as far as Sidurim we have the Arini Mikabel Alai Mitzvat Aseshel Ve'afta L'Ra'acha Kamocha and I ask mm-hmm. myself the person standing next to me or you know in the, I know that he just cheat me and he just did to me how can God how can I love him? How can I love him? I don't understand this. It took me many, many years to 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 realize 
that I have to love him in, in order to love ourselves and to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to mm-hmm. understand that he doesn't do nothing to me beside the Kadosh Baruch Hu sending him as, as a messenger to me. And this is why something very thing that we have to understand that we have to love every single Jew, mm-hmm. whatever he's doing, you know. Yes, although I should point out that the matter of whether the person was sent as an agent of Hashem or whether there is free will and how the degree to which his free will can affect it even without a decree is a complex issue that is debated a lot by yes. Jewish philosophers. And there are many different, um, many different views here which go from uh, really one extreme uh, to the other. There are those who uh, talk about the maximum uh, free will uh, that even... Uh, if it was not decreed by Hashem, like the Or HaChayim HaKadosh based on the Zohar, uh, there are some who say that the degree of Hashkacha is directly proportional to the degree to which a person is attached to Hashem. Uh, that's the Rambam in Guy for the Perplexed, Moran Avuchim, and I think it's a Sforno as well. And then there are those on the other end of the spectrum who say everything is a result of Hashem's uh, decree, uh, the Sefer Achinuch, for example, and uh, in more uh, later periods, the Baal Shem Tov and the various Hasidim. Uh, so, so although uh, your point is well taken, that I should really, my reaction to someone doing something bad to me is really should be to look into myself, and that's 100% correct. But I just, uh, there is some philosophical complexity uh, in our view, in the Torah view of this, and uh, it's not, not quite as simple no, as no, saying no, everyone the, is a shliach of Hashem. So the, there the, is the, certainly free will involved, and that's something which I just wanted to point out as well. No, the, um, this, thank you for this uh, remark, because definitely is not, because the, the, one of the reasons that uh, we know that the Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to slaughter the Yetzirah, the Satan in the end, is because he did overwhelming the, the, his duty, you know, and there was a punishment of, of other people. That, uh, But, uh, okay, the, we won't go to this. It's another... Topic to another, I would say, 20, 100 uh, shurim uh, about it. Yes, definitely. Definitely a very broad topic. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned about thinking about other people when you daven, when you pray. Interesting, the Gemara says that uh, You should always try to pray. You should pray in a house which has got windows. A house with windows. And um, just very interestingly, um, the Rashash, Shmuel Strasson, in his commentary on the Gemara, he says, well, the shul in Vilna, there are two big shuls in Vilna. One doesn't have windows at all. And he says, and another one, he says, the windows are too high to see out of. So what's the use? So he asks, it doesn't make sense. So he actually quotes a letter of the Rambam, in which the Rambam says, you only need windows if you're davening, if you're praying at home. But if you're praying in a synagogue, in a shul, in a shul, you don't need windows. And that's actually how it sounds in the Gemara. Buy it, not a home with windows. So what's the explanation of this? I think I understand this based on Rav Kook. Rav Kook writes in his commentary on the Sidur, Olas Re'iyah, he writes that the reason you're supposed to have windows is because tefillah is not meant to isolate you from other people. It's meant to connect you to other people. So, so this makes sense now. If you're at home and alone and you're not praying with a minyan, 
which can happen. So you should have windows. Why? To remind yourself of the other people, to remind yourself there's a world out there and to connect yourself to that world through tefillah, not to disconnect yourself. Whereas when you're in synagogue, you're in shul, you're davening, but sibur, you're anyway praying with the community. So there's not such a requirement, according to the Rambam, there's not such a requirement for windows, because there's anyway a reminder, because there's a guy standing next to you. There's people all around you, and consequently you're aware of other people. I think that uh, in the minute we accept upon ourselves the minyan, the tzibur, you have to think about the other people around you because you are part of this. You are just like a chain that's connected together and nobody can, you know, in the minute you break the chain is that, again, you are alone. And the yep. beauty, beauty that yeah. we are one. The ten, you know, in the minute we have ten, this we, are, we have the, the ability to, to phrase a Kadosh Baruch by Kaddish, and doing the minyan, our tefillot is making them kablot in a, in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a higher madriga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say that well, while time is flying, really, you know, we have a few minutes. Just uh, if you can conclude the, the show, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you in the next uh, shows again. Uh, sure. Yeah. Look, um, interesting. Let me let, let me just end with one idea. Um, you know, um, which I heard in the name of, I forgot who it was, a Hasidic Rebbe. I heard it from a good friend of mine, Jonathan Schippel, in the name of a Hasidic Rebbe, who I don't remember who it was. You see that uh, two things, two things which are interesting in the parasha. Yosef, all his tragedies started when he was telling his dreams to his brothers. And his geula, his redemption, started when he started listening to other people's dreams. So that's a fascinating lesson. Number one is when do, you prob- when do the problems start? He's telling his dreams to everyone else. You listen to my dreams. When do his problems start to end? When does, the, when does the redemption come? When he starts listening to what other people's dreams are. Very beautiful idea. And also, he also pointed out, this same Hasidish Rebbe pointed out, that the word chalom, dream, can be, the letters can be rearranged. And of course, I'm not claiming that there's any... Um, uh, uh, etymological relationship, or uh, but but it's it's just it's a Hasidic idea and it's cute, but it it teaches us something, which is that the word chalom can be dream, but it can be respelled. The letters can be written as mochel, which is to forgive, to forego, and lochem, which is to fight. She said, when a person has a vision and a dream, he can be mochel, meaning he can forget it and say, forget about it. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to do it. Or he can be lochem, he can fight for his dream. And uh, that's something, we have a dream of uniting the Jewish people, we have a dream of, uh, of uh, the Mashiach, we have many, many dreams. We should not be mochel on the dream, we shouldn't be forgive, the, forgive it and, say, and give up on it, rather we should be lochem and fight for that dream. So that's, that's how I would, uh, would, would put it. And, uh, but part of that is that the, the love of the other person, and that's what we see with Yosef, right? That when, when I put myself at the center, I'm telling other people my dreams, that's when problems start. But when the other person, I'm listening to the other person, they're listening to their dreams, that's when the solution starts. Yeah. So uh, that's a, a beautiful lesson, Hasidic lesson from the, from the parsha. And I want to end also with another plug for uh, for Chaim's um, uh, cards, um, and uh, you know to get these cards and give them to people doesn't hurt, doesn't require a lot of uh, effort. 
Yes, I and want I to want to thank everyone for listening. If there was anyone listening, it's hard to know because yeah, I've, I've just got as, sitting here at a phone. Just, but uh, thank you for hosting me, and thanks to J Roots Radio. And this is Mordechai Becher. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I want to say before we leaving, just uh, I want to uh, thank you very much, and to say the people that if they want the card, the, the what you call the the uh, inspira- inspiration card that people can give and elder to other people with all the website and many website of Jewish Yiddish card that you, uh, you just you handle it to a friend and since then you just light the spark and who knows what will be from this uh, card so I really appreciate thank you Rabbi Becher thank you Rabbi Chaim and all the best pleasure have a great day you too okay, thank you thank you